choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up? It's Kells at KMGG on Twitter. Thanks for asking podcast episode 219. I am back for another week. I don't know if I've been calling out the episode numbers. Um, the, the in, this intro part is like the hardest for me, man, because it's like improv, and I, don't, I, don't, I ain't no freestyle rapper. I, I, I need to write my shit on the phone. But anyway, let's get started. Um, yours in negritude is going out to Rihanna. She went to crop over this year. She had on this pink, uh, feather outfit. She looked am- with some bantu knots. She looked amazing. She looked beautiful. Her makeup was was carnival-esque um, you know, Riri stays ahead when when all the girls go left she goes down the wormhole, you know what I mean like she comes out, she sets a style these girls still wearing her look from two years ago and here she go, you know, I can't wait to see well, hopefully in my lifetime before I go to the upper room, I'll see R9 be released and I can't see what wait to see what the look for that is gonna be with the, you know, the rumor that it's a dancehall reggae the album, you know uh, well, I think it's pretty much, she's kind of confirmed it uh, a couple times. So I think it's beyond rumor, but I don't know how hardcore, hardcore it'll be. Um, I'm sure there'd be some pop elements to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Bay was in these uh, crop over streets and looking amazing, as always. So, yours in negritude. I can't wait to... I mean, I can't wait to this. I'm gonna come out so I can be on here fangirling again. You know what I mean? I don't even got nothing. Ever, you know, I, I just ain't really got nothing to stand about. I mean, I guess it's a good thing to, for some of y'all, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so moving on. Rest in peace to Toni Morrison. And um, you know, like I, I said, who somebody else died when the elders die. You know, death is a Aretha, and you know, eighty eighty eight years is a long life, that's a long time to live two years short of 90, that's when people, you know, die, you have lived a long life, and so when elders die, it's not, you know, I mean of course you're sad, but I feel like it's more of a, of a celebration of life, yeah, you're sad because that person is gone, but it's more like, a, it's not so much as a blow, you know, it's like a celebration of a, of a life well lived, and so you know, you can't never mourn old when people die old but for so much, you know, um, 88 is, I didn't, I didn't even know Toni Morrison was 88, I thought she was in her 70s, I really didn't even know she was that old, um, but, I was trying, when she died, I was trying, so there's two, you know, I told y'all before, I was raised by like a crazy, you know, black pot, well, former black Muslim, and just, you know, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a Philly black y'all if y'all know what that mean if not look it up but so I was you know my daddy was giving me like you know message to the black man and all these whole tech books when I was like five and six seven you know what I mean like I was raised in blackery so um but I was trying when she died I was trying to think of like yo when did because you know I'm a Gen X so I, I understand schools are trash now but when we went to school I, I feel like our, I feel like we are the last generation that got a, a, a quality public education because I hear people tweeting now when did you ever have a black teacher and I'm like all of the, I've all, I've never can remember a time in school when I didn't have a black teacher I had a black teacher and when I went to private school and in, in, in preschool and all the way up to graduation there was always a black teacher in something or another I mean we had several black teachers, but, you know, it wasn't male and black, I had um, social study teachers, black male, um, my math teacher in some grade, seven, six, I don't know, was a, was a black male, like, so, I was trying to remember, like, when did I really start to get, when did I first read, I didn't, the first black female author that I read was probably, or not probably, definitely was, um, Alice Walker, because we read The Color Purple in, uh, no, it probably would have been too jazzy for 6th grade, so I want to say 8th grade, maybe, that's when they start giving you the little extra spicy stuff, so I think that's when 
And you know, during during Black History Month, you actually no, that's not true, because during Black History Month, we read um, uh, damn, what's the one the, the one that just made a movie on HBO? Written, escaping my mind, Native Son. So we probably read Color Purple just to read it, and so I think that was my fr- yeah, probably so my first introduction to like black fiction authors. I'll say, you know, what I mean, like I knew. Like, again, my daddy was giving me all the whole tap shit, and, you know, my mom went to school, so she, you know, I I knew of these authors, my mom probably read, you know, she was, a, I don't, what was her major? Ah, uh, she was creative, what was my mother's major? She was a dancer, so I, I want to say it was something creative, I don't really know, though, actually, but I, I know it wasn't, it wasn't creative, it was like an artsy major, I don't know if it was dance, it was like, so she always had, like, you know, that type of shit around, um, and so, you know, I I was familiar, but I was first introduced to Alice Walker, Color Purple. Color Purple blew my mind. But then, the second book that I read after the Color Purple, and I was like, oh, you know, because Angela Davis and um, Nikki Giovanni wrote books, but they, but Angela Davis's were nonfiction, right? And, you know, I was 12, 13, I wasn't trying to read no nonfiction shit back then, but I knew who Angela Davis was, and my father always told me about, you know, them breaking her out of prison and all of that. So I knew who she was. Um, but you know, I was like, I say, them thick ass academic that shit, you know, down the road. I read um, Beloved, so Beloved was the second book I read, and it was Toni Morrison. And I remember reading it, however old I was. Again, it couldn't have been. I know I wasn't no more than ninth grade. I, it had, it was between. I, I picked all this stuff up. I used to be a really. I mean, I'm still, you know, I work now, so. But when I was younger, I used to be an avid reader. You know, like before school. You know, before you had to really kind of buckle down and try to make sure you're gonna get your grades get into college and you really have a lot of free time to read. you know when you was a little kid in the summertime you had to we in school we had the summer reading clubs and the book book uh, what was those different book clubs I used to be a really avid reader right so I read and so I read a lot of the stuff that I I read or the classics whatever you want to call them between like sixth grade and ninth grade right and so a lot of it like I ended up you know having to go back again and read in like high school or college because you don't really pick up everything as a little kid like I ain't even when I read the color I read the color purple to and fro and I had no idea that Sealy why Sealy thought Suge was like honey until I seen the movie and then I was like ah I just, I just did not know, I thought they was just friends, I was like, oh, well, they friends, they real good, <laughs> like, I had no idea, anyway, beloved, and it blew me away, and, and I had, you know, again, I was, I didn't get it all, like, I, I understood that, at the end, I didn't get, so when I was reading it, I didn't, the ghost thing, I knew it was a ghost, I, I got that it was ghost, but I didn't understand what the ghost symbolized, or like, what it was, until, you know, I got, oh, I just thought it was a ghost, I realized until I got older, like, what that was supposed to be, like, what that symbolized, right, and I knew at the end that the lady killed her kids, but I didn't connect it up to the ghost and all, you know, I just didn't, I I got the general, okay, she killed her kids because she don't want them to go back to slavery, like, I got that, cool, but I didn't understand, like, the, you know, I was just like, oh, that's fucked up, I mean, like, I understood what she did it, but that's fucked up, and then as I got older, I realized, oh, I understood why she did it, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm, I, you know, they, I, will, I will kill them for their, I, I got it later, so, Toni Morrison, but she was always my favorite, because there's, and there's numerous clips, numerous, where she was the first one who ever articulated clearly and concisely and without equivocation purposely uncentering whiteness and white people, right? And she would get challenged on it all the time, all the time, all the time, because white people, y'all are, y'all are the only ones to do this, and it's irritating and grating. It's like when when we say, you know, we want to see diversity in, in, in movies and TV, and we want to see black stories, and here go, well, you know, I don't know, I don't know if anybody can relate if it's a black story, y'all are the only people who say that, everybody, you can't, what do you mean, you can't relate if it's a black, every story, there's no story just about, just called black experience, and the whole movie is that, no, it's about loss, it's about pain, it's about joy, it's about sadness, it's about cheating, whatever the movie is about, it's, 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 a, it's a human story, and we are all human beings, and so what 
are you fucking saying when you say because a story has some black people in it, all of a sudden you can't relate because we're not human beings or your emotion is, is, is more I don't know, above ours, like it's, you, white people are the only ones to say that, we hate it it drives us nuts because we have been watching your Hollywood and your TV since there's been Hollywood and TV and we don't, uh, we being black, brown, Asian, whoever that's not white and we don't have any issues relating because again it's a fucking story and, and we're all human beings and we all live the same experiences and we all have the same emotions so it's idiotic to say because somebody on screen is not the same fucking race as you, you can't relate, it's stupid um, but anyway, and she was the first one that would constantly just say, you know, she would just say, like, uh listen, I write about I write my stories about my people from my perspective, I am not going to explain it to you, you can read it, and, 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 and understand it or get into it or, or dissect it like you would do anything else like you read Hemingway you, you you know like black people we don't we don't read this is this is this is what I'm trying to say like we read Hemingway we all your classics that y'all make us read which most of highly overrated white male bullshit or whatever we read it and we never have to come to you book in hand open to a page, just lost and, and, and confused, oh my can you please explain this story to me, because as a black person I just can't understand this story because you know, he's white, and I just I can you, tell me what this means, what does he mean he drinks he drinks a lot, what does he mean he's passed out, like y'all are the only ones to do that, right nobody else comes to you and needs any of your literature or, or culture or anything broken down widely so that we, our black asses can understand it, right? And so that's what Toni Morrison would refuse to do. She would always, she, she was like, I, I'm not, I'm telling my story, the story of my people, and I'm not gonna explain it to you, and I'm not gonna break it down to you, because it is unnecessary, it is silliness. Like, these are human stories, these are human conditions, and I'm not writing, you know, I'm not writing it for you, I'm not writing it around you, I'm not writing it for you to understand, and there's a famous clip of her where she's talking to this white reporter, I don't even know what it's for, or interviewer, and a white lady's like, so, when are you going to, uh, integrate more, I can't, I can't remember her exact wording, but basically what she was asking is, when are you going to, what she, the point, what she was trying to say is, when are you going to broaden your, uh, audience, or broaden your appeal, by putting in white, or, or putting in things that appeal to white people, right, that's what she was trying to say, well, when are you gonna, when are you gonna integrate white characters, when are you gonna make it more broad, like, you're, you're, you know, you're this great, you know, I guess, I don't know, black writer, whatever the fuck, but when are you gonna be more, when are you gonna make it more universal, that's just what white people say, universal, meaning, you know, it has to appeal to us, or else it's not universal, there's millions of billions of colored people in the world that way outnumber white people, but unless it appeals to white people, it's not universal, right, all them other people, they not universe, it's just us, so, um, and she, Toni Morrison just looked at her answer, which is perfect she was like, wow how racist that question is and the lady was like, what? you know, you could see the lady like, pause, cause she thought she really was asking the question, she was like, for you to just assume that, you know unless you are centered, or unless you are catered to, the story can't be universal and she was like, you know and, and the lady was like, oh well I, I didn't mean it like that, I just meant it like, and she was like, yes, you know, Tony was just looking at her, with that old black lady look like, I, I know what you meant, you know, I know exactly what you meant, you meant that, you know, and we have to have, in order for you and other people to be able to relate to it, because white people think they're the default, that's why they, you know, diversity, you know, and, and anybody that's not white, that's, they, white people think they're the default, and, and, black literature and brown literature, that's a category, because, you know, of course, you're the default it can't possibly just be that these are the stories of these people that don't include you, you know, it has to it's, it's not diverse unless it includes you, so the Tony was good on that and there's another interview she has with Charlie Rose about racism and, you know, what she's basically, I mean the, the clips from that video are amazing, I mean, the, there's several there's the one where she's saying that, you know, he's asking her, as we always say, like, now with everything that's going on, oh, President Obama, please say something, and, you know, everybody, soon as soon as a Muslim, any anytime some Muslim anywhere in the world does anything, they go to some random Muslim and say, can you condemn, uh, condemn the attack? And Ilham was like, what a racist question that is. 
white men shooting up schools every day. We don't go to white people and say, can you indemnify? Like, like what does that have to do with it? So, and, and as Tony was saying in this interview, she was like, racism is, is a white problem. You all want to make it our problem. We always have to explain to you and explain racism to us. And, and why are we in the house? It's always we have to explain. We didn't, com- it, it, we didn't create the system. You are the ones who got in your dirty ships, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, and went sailing out to capture people and, and decide that, oh, well, these people are dark and I don't know what they're doing over here, it's not what I do and this culture's different, they're infi- therefore they're inferior and I'm superior and I'm going to put you in chains and, and, and institute the system where you're inferior forever you all have created that but you're asking us what racism is and how to solve racism you you and Sony was like, that's your problem, because you set up the system where you, you if you're not better than us, if you're not superior than us, basically she was like if the only way you can be tall is if some everybody else is on their knees and what does that say about you? And she was like, so white racism is a white problem and, and that is a problem that you are because what are you if you're not superior to everybody? What are you if you're not, you know, all these things that you tell yourself that you, that you are but that are not borne out then what are you? And that's your problem. Leave us out of it. That's a great clip she has. And then she has this great explanation of racism where she's saying racism, the whole point of racism is to keep you busy. And I say this all the time. And I'm not the only, a lot of people say this, say this all is to keep you busy. It's like, you know, always explaining, always trying to prove that you're not in fear. Oh no, I'm not in fear. I'm just like you and blah, blah, blah. And this is stuff we always talking about. And it's like, why are you doing that? it's just, it's a waste of time, there's all, if a person is racist, they are racist, they're gonna be racist no matter what you do, and why are you trying to win them over, who are they, they are not just, they are not superior to you, and it just, it, I, I that's why, you know, my, when I say I don't like, say, I say black people, because I don't like saying POC, and we all, and black people, we know why, because things that apply, because the black, things that apply to blacks, others think don't apply to them or vice versa and so that's why we always specify because it's like no because every chance y'all get y'all want to be over here with you know with the white people trying to fit in with the white people and do it and and we good on that right and that's just like I don't know I always I always (laughs) I always think about the story they tell about Montezuma and how you know the Aztecs were like this great civilization and how fat and they fell basically in a blink of an eye because basically the white people showed up and they thought the white people were gods and so they did everything because you know to please the white and I'm like and that's 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 still going on like they them white people showed up y'all thought they were gods and now look so you know the Native Americans same thing so y'all think these motherfuckers are gods and Tony was like I'm here to let you know that you're not and not only are you not, I know you're not whether you know you're not an, or, or not, and either way, it ain't my problem, cause I know I'm the shit and I'm shining regardless of what you do so, you know the ancestors have have gained uh, uh, the ancestors it's, it's a lot of people on the uh, it's a lot of great, Aretha uh, uh Tony, um Maya you know, the ancestral plane is, is, is getting, it's getting, um, you know, it's got a lot of soldiers and, and, and one of the, one of the very best have, have just, have just crossed to the other side. Like, like Toni Morrison is, is probably, I know she's my favorite and I know she's a lot of people's favorite for, for not, not, not negating anybody else, but her, her swag, her, her point of view was just something that I really, I really could, could, could get with, you know? And, and and the way she and I and I honestly I think she's a beautiful writer. Like I think the way she writes is 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 very uh dope, you know, the way she the way she she's subtle and she weaves these themes and again I had to read Beloved a few times before I realized what this oh, okay, I get that now, you know? So rest in peace, Tony Morrison. Um listen <sighs> Cucumbers have had a very hard summer I don't know what is going on with y'all licking the fruit, peeing on the fruit everybody doing the sex with the cucumbers, what are y'all doing? that's so stupid like leave these cucumbers alone what the fuck are y'all, first of all I 
I wouldn't know, but I didn't heard these dicks ain't ain't these ain't ain't these cucumber sizes from what I understand. But even if they are, like, what are, I don't under I don't understand what is the point of sh- of sucking on cucumbers and stuff. I, what are you doing? Leave the cucumbers alone. Leave fruit alone. I'm tired. You motherfuckers don't have this. Is what what I'm glad. See, because when I I bring fruit home from the store, I wash it with soap. I don't do that water rinse, because I'm always like, man, people in here with their grubby hands all over this fruit, homeless people, you don't know who the fuck shit fall on the floor, my rats and roaches, you don't know who the fuck rolling over this fruit, so always, and it's always somebody laughing, ah, ha, ha, why you watching for because motherfuckers are taking cucumbers and shoving them up their hoo-hahs, that's why, and putting it on, 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 uh, the, the fucking gram and the Twitters, and, and the Facebooks, I don't be on Facebook, but that's what I heard, I just like, come on, man, like, I, y'all doing too much, like, for what? Um, where do I want to go to? This is kind of, oh, let me, let me do the easy stuff first. So, Lil Nas X passed um one sweet day, Mariah Carey for most um weeks at number one, and Mariah was very gracious in her passing of the torch, and everybody seemed like it was like a bit. I mean, listen, one sweet day is I'm gonna be honest with y'all, it's a couple of Mariah songs that 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 are like the. Parthenon, Parthenon, whatever a Mariah song that I cannot stand One Sweet Day is one of them and the other one is I'll Be There with that Trey Boy, she, I don't like I, I don't like either one of those songs, so I was like well, it, if it got passed well, you know, I personally you know, as far as I'm concerned I mean Mariah Carey has a lot of bops and a lot of hits, but Always Be My Baby got voted the, the song of the decade in the 90s for the 90s, and so to me, if you ask me today, it's two songs, my favorite Mariah Carey song is um, her first one, Vision of Love, because I think that song, just, that's what she came on the scene with, and that treated me kind, that intro, is just so Mariah, like that's just every, that's just, that's how she came on the scene, and she has maintained that through her entire career, that is Mariah, with that, with that ill pen game, right? And so that's my favorite Mariah Carey song, but but if you ask me like her best song or like what's the song that I associate most with Mariah, and there's a lot. Listen, she got so many. It could be Honey, it could be uh, Heartbreaker, it could be uh, I, any number. She has so many. It could be any number of songs. But to me, it's always be my baby because the video where she jumps in that pool with the wedding, every, the video was iconic, everybody remembers, she jumps in the pool with the wedding dress, the song the, the diddy doo 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 doo, like as soon as you hear that it just, listen, I said this the other day and it is true, you know how music can take you back, music is so great because it can take you back in time, takes you to a specific time, and I was like Mariah Carey takes me back to almost not almost every Mariah Carey song there is takes me back to a magnificent fun time in my life in the 90s that decade from 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 91 to 98 when Mariah was just Mariah there's no I was I was trying to think like Whitney had her songs but her you know not as many Madonna but I was younger, Madonna was more in the 80s I was a little bit younger, I was still in school Mariah was in the 90s Mariah and Janet, but Janet again, Janet bled a little bit into the 80s, like Janet was more, you know um, what's it called, Velvet Rope came out late later, right, Mariah Carey carried the 90s, and every song that she has takes me to some summertime you know, something, shenanigans, whatever we was doing back then, when we was like, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, just out in the summertime, or, you know, wherever you was at on vacation, wherever you was at college, you know, summer classes, wherever you was at, Mariah just, I hear certain songs, and takes me right back, and Always Be My Baby was, is one, that was that, the year that song came out, ugh, that's, that's, that was, that was, that was a year, um, yeah, so, um, shout out to Lil Nas X, and I just thought it was real cool that Mariah was gracious, you know, and everybody's like, oh, I know she mad, I'm like, I'm sure she might have been like, dang, because, you know, she probably thought that, um, what she did say, and I, and I, and even when she said this, and you can't argue with it, with it, because it's true, she, it, it, it's just true what she said, she was like, you know, she, she, she passed him the torch graciously, but what she said, but, 
it, it doesn't really, she didn't say this, but what people are saying, it doesn't, like, Little Nas X definitely surpassed her, but it doesn't dis- diminish her, because you gotta understand, and she, and she said this in an interview, she was like, I just, I'm, you know, the game is the game, what it is, everything's streaming now, everybody can just put this stuff out on stream, and that's great, you know, that's, I'm not knocking that, it is what it is, she was like, but I don't think people understand how much work it took to become a global star back when I was doing it, and that is accurate, and that's, and, and you cannot argue with that, and that's why a lot of people say, I get what people are saying, oh, well, selling, you know, a million records, or how many was different when a person had to go to the store, it, it absolutely was, it absolutely was, but, and, and, and doing what Mariah did with all the number ones back then, when you really, it absolutely was, so, for her to pass the torch, I think it was just like, hey, you know, he broke the record, but, you know, Mariah ain't worried about that, Mariah got so many records, and so, again, so many classic songs in her career, and her life. she is an icon living, and it speaks for itself, and she is absolutely correct, you can argue it all you want to, but to go fucking gold and platinum back when people had, you couldn't just go to the internet, you had to fucking go out and buy them goddamn records and CDs and all of that, it, it, it is miraculous, so, you you know, your, your streaming hit, I, listen, I still listen to it, but there is, there is, a, there is a recognition that it's really not the same, and so I think she really didn't have an issue with passing the torch, like, here you go, you know, in the new era, this is what y'all do, no problem, but, um, yeah, uh, what's that say? Megan and Nikki, so, Megan and Nikki done announced they're putting a song together, I don't want it, I, I don't want it, I, listen, I don't like Nikki, I'm not a fan of Nikki, I've never been a fan of Nikki, I think she's an old bit of bitch I think she's jumping, you know trying to jump on Megan's little shine, so like when, you know, oh see, this is what, now when the song go, you know, pop, it's gonna be, you know, oh see, cause when you put a Legends on, when you play Homage, I can hear it all that, ain't nobody trying to hear all that, I, you know Meg is young, and I know she you know, asked Nikki herself, probably cause she was like, you know, I don't want no problems with this bitch, I ain't got time for her to be doing the shit she was doing with Cardi, let me go ahead and ask her on the song, I like her you know, she alright, or whatever the case, I don't know or maybe she just really wanted her on the song but I'm sorry, I just don't, I like I let these girls, Meg is young and fun and bouncing on her knees and, and oof, you know, spelling super casual fragilistic espialidocious with them hips and just like, I don't want your old bitter bra you ain't gonna do nothing but jump on there talking about all these, Megan don't get that energy you know what I'm saying, Megan don't get that I hate other bitches energy, she really don't, and I know that's what Nikki gonna do, and I just don't want it but whatever, God bless um, so, uh, I don't know where to put this at, um, one more thing, if I hear another person, I, I'm not gonna, you know, keep on and on and on about the election, I made my piece, I told y'all who I'm voting for, I'm voting for Kamala Harris, I told y'all I think that Kamala Harris is the one that could beat him and nobody else, but, you know, whoever it is, whoever the Democratic nominee is, that's who I'm voting for, but I, I think it needs to be Kamala Harris, and I think it will be, I think as time goes on, people are gonna start to see, um, that are not already, um, but I am tired, listen, it is 2019, we're not too far from 2020, um, 2016, so, you know, was a big attack, it was the biggest, stupidest, dumbest, most avoidable mistake in the world, and now here we are, three years down the road, and I'm still hearing people saying stuff like, well, first of all, it's 2,000 Democratic candidates, for you to still be saying, well, none of them really speak to me, I don't understand, nobody, it's 11 bitches, it's 22 bitches running, not one of them candidates can say anything that you can uh, agree with, but that's beside the point, I'm tired of y'all bitches with that shit, grow the fuck up, this is not fucking high school, you are not voting for your friend, you're not picking a boyfriend, it doesn't, they don't have to speak to you, they don't have to make you feel are they competent, can they run the country that's the fuck it, do they have policies that are better than this guy over here, which almost all of them do okay, is anybody saying anything super crazy that I don't agree with about half of them, okay, get rid of them, okay, now we down to these ones, now who is really, you know, not really getting it, okay, these three, get them off, alright, now we got the four, now let's work this out, period, I don't, oh, well, they're not gonna do anything for me, that's how we got here, because we are a country, we are a nation of people, we are a group, you cannot be just voting for your own narrow interest, because that's how you get this fucking white supremacist asshole in the, in the White House and, and all the shit that's going on now being stupid and, and not 
thinking of the greater good, okay, what's for the good of the country, not just what's good for me, personally, and fuck everybody else, and this one's a cop, and that one, well, she put uh, 12 people in jail, and so I just can't fall on this stupid bullshit, I'm sick of y'all, man, y'all ain't learned yet, god damn, what do we just gotta blow up, do we literally gotta blow the fuck up, do somebody literally gotta pour gasoline on us and just blow us the fuck up for you to fucking get it, cause that's what it seemed like, I would shoot, I would put all of y'all motherfuckers in a goddamn slingshot and shoot you to the moon if I could. Fucking tired of y'all asses. Grow the fuck up. Um, okay, so I might as well go ahead. I was trying, I didn't want to really talk about the shootings because, I mean, what is there to say? We had two more shootings, 22 people killed at the Walmart, uh, another dude, I'm not really as, as up on the thing that happened in Ohio because the Walmart thing, I mean, it happened like... T- back to back, like who could keep up, I just know I, I believe, I, I could be mistaken but I believe more people were killed in the Walmart in incident, and I, and I just was following that one closer um, I mean you know, what's to say um, I, I'm, I I will say this, though, I'm proud of people, I, I think people are really starting to, 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 to move now though. I'm glad that y'all are outside of uh, Turtle's house protesting him, like that's what it's gonna take, like you know that's what it's gonna take, like, we gotta fight back, and I'm starting to see, see people doing that, and then, you know, if we, if that can translate to voting to the right, per, right person, I'll really get excited, but I'm not moved by this, you know, uh, you know, snapback activism, and, the, and the, I'm, you know, looking for the perfect candidate, I'm not moved by none of that shit, okay, but, um, I, you know, I just don't know what to say, I, I'll say this, you know, look, y'all know I'm a Marine, I'm a veteran, I don't, I don't have any issues with firearms, I, I don't, you know, we do have a second amendment, I believe that we have a right to have firearms, I don't know if we need, I don't think that that extent, I don't think that we need to have, you know, that regular people who are not, you know, in the military need to have assault weapons, I don't, you know, I, listen, I like my guns, I do, I like, I like guns, I like firing guns, I like shooting guns, it's, it's, it's a skill, it's fun to learn, it's fun to do, um, you know, it is, like, if anybody's been to the range, a rifle range or anything, it's, it's, it's fun, right, if you're not afraid of guns, um, but, you know, I, I, I honestly don't, I don't know what the laws need to change, I, I, you know, all of this, you can't, listen, there's a second amendment right to bear arms, you can argue about the context and what it means, I, I don't, I don't really think you get anywhere with that, because I think there's a second amendment right to own guns, now, well, now what that means, what, what we gonna define as, as gun, sure, I, I'll, I'll entertain all of that, I don't really think you need an M16, uh, you know, home protection, I definitely don't think your dumbass need to be walking around with an open carry, those are the worst laws in the world, all of them laws need to come off the books, y'all need to make a Kamala Harris president so she can take all of open carry laws, I would make that shit illegal, because these motherfucking cops can barely shoot, we don't need dumbass who ain't even dumb, first of all it don't take much fitness to qualify for police officers, you talking about people that can't even meet that minimal standard, but they gonna walk around in civilians with a, t- this ain't tombstone okay, we give, we don't just give people firearms and the ability to shoot out of nowhere, okay That's the, what's the point of having police then? so, that would go, but I don't, I just don't you don't need, listen uh, a, uh, M16 is, is is a, that's what they give the US military, it's a decent rifle but it's not if I had, so, M16 is a decent rifle, but it's, it's a good rifle it's very accurate, right, you can you can, if you can knock some stuff down with an M16, it's a very accurate weapon, it's way more accurate than the AK-47, however if I had my druthers I would prefer an AK-47 because yes, an M16 is very accurate, but you 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 can keep one person with an AK-47 and a and a, and a reloading or superpower whatever they call them shits, clip, extended mags, extended round clips you can keep people pinned down for hours with an AK, that thing go through cinder block, it go through cars, it's a sound, if you ever hear it fire, you never forget it, I can't, I can't I explain it, but it, an AK-47 does not, an M16 has a certain sound, an AK-47 has a totally different sound, you know it when you hear it M16s are very sensitive, you have to keep them extremely clean, if they get any kind of like, you gotta constantly clean them, cause if they get any dirt, you know, any kind of like dirt or anything in them, they get the misfire, um, they're very sensitive weapons, AK-47, you could drop that shit in the water, drag it through the sand, pick it up, it's gonna fire 
So that's why I'm like, AK-40, it's not as accurate, but it, but goddamn it, the last thing in the world you want is an accurate rifle and you pull the trigger and that shit don't, don't pull. And the motherfucker on the other side got an AK-47 or a sniper rifle. You done dollar, right? But, I said all that to say, nobody, sorry, that's a regular, degular motherfucker needs, needs that. Home protection, all you need, really, I mean, you, I had, listen, 9mm, I, I prefer 6, I prefer 45s myself, 9s are cool, but listen, I, my philosophy is this, if I gotta use a gun, it's the reach the level to where I gotta use a gun, so that mean I'm trying, I got to kill you, right? I mean, you got the gun out, gun ain't for in, injuring, I know you oh, I can't hit him with the leg, arm, cause that, guns ain't for injuring, guns is for, okay, nigga, okay, so I got the gun out. I'm gonna kill you. I'm not. I'm. I, that's what it's out for. So I like a 45, nine millimeter, cool. But like, you know, and it, it, it don't put a nigga on the ass to me unless you shooting him in the head or something. A nine don't put a nigga on the ass like a 45. When you get shot with a 45, you is shot. You not getting up, guaranteed. You shot. I don't care where I shoot you. Your shoulder, your arm, your leg. You got 45 slug. You not getting up. Nine millimeters. That you know the They they like it ain't the same. So. Hand, personally, for, for, for home protection, I think all you need, honestly, is a shotgun. Because let me tell you something. Anybody that ever seen a shotgun or own a shotgun or, or seen a shotgun, you know what a shotgun can do. And everybody knows that rack, when you rack the gun to get ready to shoot, everybody knows that sound. And that sound says niggas running. And let me tell you something. If somebody comes in your house, breaking in or whatever the case, and you rack that shotgun and they don't leave, they came there to kill or be killed regardless. So, shotgun, handgun, ain't nothing gonna help. You gonna have to kill whoever that is because they heard you rack that gun and they kept coming. So they they not you gonna have to kill them. They came to kill you. So you gonna have to kill them. And so that's what all you need. You can have a flamethrower. You can have whatever. If the motherfucker that comes into your house, they not gonna be deterred by a handgun. Okay, cool. They hear that shotgun rack and they not deterred, they not gonna be deterred. It don't matter what they got. So you're gonna have to kill them anyway. So you might as well go ahead and pull the trigger on that shotgun and blow their head off. So I don't you don't need nothing more. In other words, that is the most fierce weapon for a house that anybody can have is a goddamn shotgun. That's it. A handgun ain't the same. Because a handgun, you know, you gotta you gotta first of all, you gotta know how to shoot it. Second of all, you know it gotta be within a certain distance, if you add, depending on how, you know, how how good you shoot, you gotta be in a certain distance, you know, somebody can try to rush you and get that gun away from you, I guarantee you, a shotgun, first of all, all you gotta do is point a shotgun and aim, if that motherfucker's in 30 feet, they getting it, they getting it, okay, number one, number two, ain't nobody, I ain't never seen nobody in my life try to rush or wrestle or get a shotgun away from nobody, cause again, you within 30 feet of that gun, it's gonna blow your head off, so, and the rain, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a scatter shot, it's a funnel shot, so it, it ain't, you know, I ain't even got to point it right at you, I just can point it in your direction and pull the trigger, I'm gonna get you, right? All you need, all you need, so, we got a right to bear arms for, you, you want a permit for a gun in your house, fine, you don't get no more than a shotgun, you don't need no, whatever's coming in your house, that you cannot deter with a shotgun, it's either the devil, or, you know, I don't know, Freddy Krueger, and either way, you gonna have to kill, one of y'all gonna have to kill the other, or, 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 you know, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, but, uh, it ain't gonna matter what weapon you have, so, um, you know, but, beyond that, I don't know why you can buy all these, I don't think you need, you know, hunt, you're not hunting with no, I mean, you can't really hunt with a shotgun, but, I mean, okay, you hunt with a rifle, like, people been hunting since forever, since they wrote the Constitution with, with rifles, regular ass rifles one of us hunting with no M16s and all that, and I get it like, you can't, you know I just don't think you can, you can use I, I don't think that it makes sense to, to be using to be sticking to logic from 17 whenever in 2019 I just don't think that makes sense, I think them people back then, they had muskets, they had no ottoman, they didn't even have revolvers when the constitution was written, it was not the ability to, uh, the a revolver wasn't, wasn't invented to the 19th century I can't remember exact year, but 
and it was late in the 19th, later than you probably expected in the 19th century, was the revolver invented, okay, so when the constitution was written, it wasn't no revolvers you could pull out and shoot six shots, them motherfuckers was packing gunpowder in the end and putting the flint, and fucking lighting it and waiting and hold, that's how they was dueling, you know what I mean, like and, and waiting and shooting balls that ain't not even, not even hollow tip rounds and that shit, got regular ass balls, that only went so far alright, so you know, I don't, I don't think they, they was talking about M16s and all these automatic weapons and all this shit, you know uh, and so I think it's okay to say, look, people with a history of mental illness, violent mental, mental illness or history of I don't know, whatever, danger to others or themselves can't, you know legally own firearms um, people with histories of domestic violence cause we, all the studies show what, you know, what that, what that leads to can't own firearms, um, you know, criminals, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have the answers, but I know it's, it's, it's more than what we could do right now, to when you could just walk, any Joe Schmo can walk into the goddamn Walmart, and, and, and buy a fucking AK-47, or what the fuck ever else, you don't need that shit, and most hunters that I know, hunt with bow and arrow, what's wrong with a bow and arrow? That's all the hunters I know, my, I, my father didn't hunt, but he had two friends that did, and, and, um, you know, I know people, a lot of people down south that hunt, and they like they hunt with bows and arrows because there's you know they like yo you got to get an animal a chance right, um. So you know I don't I don't really I can't I don't know what else to say like it's 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 the politicians are not serving the people they are beholden to corporations and corporate donors and one of the biggest ones is the GOP is is beholden to is the NRA and the NRA just want to fucking sell guns that's all they want to do they want to make money it's at some point there's a lot of issues in this country, but at some point, we're, we're not going to be able to keep going on the course we are, where corporate greed and corporate money takes precedence over everything else, because at some point, you have to care about people, because there ain't going to be nobody around for your fucking corporation, it's already, why is the economy depressing, uh, repressed now? Why are wages stagnated now? Why is everybody broke now? Because nobody has any money, and we keep seeing these articles coming out, millennials are killing this, millennials are killing that, that's because nobody has any money, so y'all want to be these corporations, and y'all want to make all this money, and you want to put out, why nobody buying houses? Why nobody buying cars? Because nobody has any money. And it's and at some point it's gonna reach the point where okay, so you want corporations to have all the money, you and nobody else to have anything, so who's gonna buy your shit? And that's the history of Europe. That's why you slavery and and and, and uh reformation and, and fucking all this shit started because that's all the history of Europe was. The, the kings and the, and the royalty and the lords had all the money, and nobody, the serfs didn't have anything, the peasants didn't have anything, so there was no economy, there was no money, and the only way you could raise money is to go warring with other nations and, and steal their shit, and that's the entire history of Europe, and go raid uh, Africa and steal their gold, and go raid Mexico and steal their gold, and enslave people and sell them, because you can make money off selling people. That is the entire history of Europe. Europe, that is what bought y'all raggedy asses over here, cause y'all just, now you over here, trying to do the same thing it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's not sustainable, it's gonna collapse you know, at some point you can't sell shit to people who don't have money, so at some point politicians are going to have to start serving the people and the interest and will of the people the way it's supposed to be, and not these corporations, because what are you getting from that? The entire country wants gun, no, that is, that is one of the polls where people are almost unanimous, that they, they're, they are for some kind of restrictions. The only people who are not are the politicians who are supposed to be serving the people, so I'm confused about what is going on. But I know it's not sustainable. And so, like, I really just don't know what else to say about it, because it's like, I, I honestly, and I've said this before, I really don't get, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound disrespectful, it's not that I don't, excuse me, it's not that I don't get, it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm dismissive, but when, again, when Sandy Hook, I, I really thought after Sandy Hook, I was like, okay, this, okay, we finally got, we finally reached the point where they're gonna have to do, gun, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to institute gun control, gun control, because those little rich white children, got murdered, like, it's no way to, there's no way, it's no way they, okay, here it is, we finally reached the, the point where, you know, things are gonna change, and things didn't change, that shit came and went like it was nothing, and I was like, wait a minute, 
dope. Greenwich, Connecticut is the most wealth, one of the most wealthiest, if not the wealthiest district in the country. And y'all let them go up there and murder those children, those little white children. White. White. Those children were white. And it, like, nothing ever happened. They just kept it moving. And I was like, oh, well, that's it. There ain't no, there's no gun control debate in this country. There's no debate. It's just, this is what it is. This is what it's gonna be. Because if that don't make them change, nothing's gonna make them change. And I'm kind of still at that. And I'm glad that people are outside of Mitch McConnell's house. And I'm glad that people, and, and, but these politicians are so craven and so beholden. Like, I don't, and, and they just, it's not even, it's just, they don't, they don't think that their job is to serve the people. They think that their job is to do whatever fuck they want to do and then just run again and get reelected, right? And just gerrymander the districts up and so that they don't have to ever worry about anything. And and so, you know, I don't really, I can't, I don't really know what to say. Like, I, I, I even, even with this, like, I mean, this seems like it's getting a little bit more steam, but... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I still, I don't, I don't think anything, I don't know what it's gonna take to make them do something, but I know if them little right, white children getting, getting shot up, wasn't it? I don't know if this is gonna be it either. Um, but we'll see, cause, I don't know, the, 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 the fire is real hot, the flame is up real high right now, right? It's a, it's a, it's a lot of heat on this, so, and, and, you know, Moscow Mitch, the punk, cow, this, you know, the coward he is, he seems to be very unnerved, again, like, it's like they don't, they feel like they, it's like they think they could just do what they want to do, and nobody can do nothing, and I'm like, dog, this is why people build guillotines, like, y'all can't just keep pushing shit through that nobody wants, y'all can't just keep pushing shit through that's hurting and killing people, and, and think that people are not gonna do nothing, right, at some point, you push a person back against the wall, they ain't got no choice but to fight back out, so, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what, the, I don't see what their end game is, right, it's like they think they can just do this shit and it's no consequences, oh well we Jerry, and nobody, at, at some point nobody gonna give a fuck about elections, they gonna be like fuck you in these elections cause they all rigged and they gonna be dragging y'all out your houses and through the streets, and I just don't understand what y'all don't understand about that, cause history is rife with examples, and as we know history always repeats itself cause nobody ever learns from it um so yeah, your president is trash because he, you know didn't have nothing to say about it, then he got some heat, then he did say some shit about it, then your dickhead ass media fell all out, oh, and finally the New York top man, listen, if if after all of this is said and done, whatever happens, so so Washington Post built their reputation on, on Watergate the first time, right, they broke Watergate and that's what Washington Post built their reputation on, and the Washington Post, I have been noticing since 2016, has actually been at Trump's neck and, and since the beginning, they never went for this shit, they headlines was never the shit that the New York Times was doing and and I, if after if, if, cause I again I don't, I have faith I, I think Trump is gonna lose, okay I, I don't know how are we gonna get it together? I just feel like I just feel like 2016 was what it was, but I feel like at this point we have to be every single thing that we try to do to get this. Every single thing has to fail because nobody wants this motherfucker as president no more, right? Except for his little fucking stupid ass followers. But I feel like we have, it's like so, so many things, it could, it's, listen, it's quite pop. I don't trust you motherfuckers for nothing, but I just feel like if, if we just if we just, if we just do, if we just go, if everybody just goes to vote, and not do the shit they did last time he'll lose, right, cause there's it, it'll, it'll, like, if everybody put it like, everybody that came out to vote for Obama, if we do that again, he'll lose right um, but shit, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Um, I'm sorry. What was I trying to say about that? Oh, uh, shit, my bad. Um, oh, what I was saying is, if if after and if that happens, if we get him out of there, and Lord, you know, thoughts and prayers, get him out of there. If the thing that comes out of this is that the it's that the New York Times loses its reputation or folds or whatever the case, it'll be good for it because 
you know, I think a few years down the road, looking at a lot of like a lot of people. I don't understand a lot of people jumping in with Trump. I don't understand a lot of people being hesitant with Trump. You have to see, regardless of how this goes, that this this is why are you this is the tra- why would you jump on this train? Regardless of how it goes, this train is going to crash and burn one way or the other. If it's going to crash and burn in 2020, if it's going to crash and burn through impeachment, beyond that, if it's going to crash and burn, it's going to crash at some point that shit is gonna crash and it's gonna burn because it's being driven by a fucking idiot lunatic who don't know what the fuck he's doing right, and 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 so I just I don't know, I, I just feel like the same way the Washington Post became the premier paper after Watergate, it's, I feel like it might be that the New York Times like becomes like a rag after this because their coverage is complete trash and they're willfully I mean it's not hard to do like people, it's so bad that people on Twitter reporters, not reporters former reporters, you know, people that are still in media but maybe not, you know are tweet them constantly like what are you doing why would you tweet this headline, this is deceptive because of this. why wouldn't you just say that, like everybody is like what are you motherfuckers doing and you know because it's a lack of diversity, they're overwhelmingly white, overwhelmingly male, and their coverage is just asinine, and reflects that, and it's just fucking stupid and I just feel like, yo, it'd be good for y'all, if y'all fucking after all of this shit is over, and we fucking clean this shit out, and wax and and bleach the White House, like Kirsten Gillibrand said, if y'all motherfuckers just fall off the, fucking fall off the top nobody could, nobody is looking to the New York Times anymore, them motherfuckers is Trump bullshit, their joke, we stick with the Washington Post we stick with the LA Times or whatever it's gonna be you know, I think it'd be good for them alright, so I got all that heavy shit out the way I, I'm sorry, I just, I, you know I, I don't know what else to say about a shooting I, I'm sure there'll be another one before next week that I'll have to be back to say I don't know what to say about it, um so, the last thing I wanted to end with is, so, I, again, I want to give a shout out to Pose. It's a great show. It's a glorious show. I love it. I love the way they do the 90s. I don't like this storyline with Angel. I, I hope they're not going down and she's going to be a, a, a drug addict. Because I ain't, I, I mean, they probably are. Because it's, it's, it's a show about the 90s. And we know the 90s was AIDS and crack, Right? those are the two things we had, AIDS and crack they're handling AIDS very well they handle it excellently, and if you guys that are too young to remember, which a lot of you I know are, the AIDS epidemic was real, the AIDS epidemic was real, it, they're not they're actually probably downplaying a little bit and like I said before, I remember I forgot how bad it was, but like again the AIDS, in, when AIDS first started nobody knew what it was no, I mean, you know, the science was picking up, people started to figure out, you know, they had the AZT, but, like, it still was really a death sentence, right? They could extend your life, but people still really were dying from it, right? It was it was a scourge, and a lot of people, a lot of people were dying from it, and, and, and it's not, you know, I, I guess it's, like, surreal to you guys, but I promise you, I, I, it was, it was bad, right, and, and it was not, it was, it was so bad that, you know, I was, I was a kid, I, I, I was not, there was no way I was gonna get, I was an IV user, you know, I, I was, there was no way I was gonna get AIDS, like, I was not in the high-risk group, none of us were, we figured out later, you know, and, and back then, we didn't really know, still, back, I, actually, I don't even think back then that we knew that straight people, we could get it, I'm pretty sure back then, we still thought it was a gay disease, I think, I think it wasn't until a little bit later when 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 straight women started. We, well, we knew about the IV drug use, so we knew they were getting it that way. But I think it was later when we figured out that it could be spread through straight people. Back then, though, it was they did not know that it was a gay disease, and so I wasn't affected by that shit at all. But I remember it. That's how pervasive it was. I remember the scourge that it was, and it didn't affect me at all, but I just knew that people were dying, like stars, Rock Hudson was not, died, Leroy from Fame died, Gene Anthony Ray died, that's Leroy from Fame, um, who else, uh, Miles Davis died, uh, it's a lot, a lot of people, and that's just the famous ones that were dying, like from AIDS, like a lot of choreographers were dying, dancers were dying, it was a lot of people dying from AIDS, right, particularly like in the early like in the early to mid 90s because that's like again like when the disease first started people were dying right away like people getting AIDS and boom they, matter of fact there's this movie that was on HBO 
um, it was called And the Band Plays On, and it shows the early days of, like, AIDS, and, and one of the things that, that the doctors were saying as they were studying it, they were like, part of the reason that they couldn't figure it out, what it was, is because they couldn't keep the cells alive long enough, because when, you know, the set, the people, the, the samples they were using, and the people who were volunteering, they would die so quickly that they couldn't even get a, like, a, a bead on how it worked, they were like, they get it, and they dead in three months, right? So, um, they, so they're handling it that well, but the other scourge that was in the 90s was the drugs, was the crack, and I hope they're not leading Angel down this path, cause I just, I just cannot, like, now that shit, I, that shit, I know, not cause I grew up in, in inner city Philadelphia, and listen man, drugs and crack was every goddamn where, and I'm just getting stressed right now, remembering and just thinking about it, like, it, it was a horrible, and I just don't wanna see, I just Whew, I don't want to see that, I don't want to see that, I don't want to see that, that shit brought people down, that shit had people, I mean, girls be bad as fuck, I mean, Dasha Polanco looking nice, thick, badass bitches, and then you, they get on that crack, and you see them three, four months later, and they looking like, um, Keish Komam, you know, skinny, sunk in, at, you know, looking like Dave Chappelle on, on the, I mean, looking bad, looking terrible, hair all fucked up, in, in a matter of months, like, it was it was bad, you know. Um, so I, I I hope that's not what they're going. I hope they wrap that little drug storyline up. But what I wanted to really say is, you know, I wish, man. Listen, if any of y'all creatives out there hear me, that's lesbians, man. Yo, we need some stuff for the lesbians. The gay boys get everything, everything, and I don't even like. We got what the L word, and that is so. I mean, I watched it because we all watched it because what else we gonna watch, but that is so non-diverse it is so white lesbian, it is so just not culturally relevant at all, and we gonna see what this new one is but you know, it's, it's that's, that's white shit Lena Waithe cannot be the only one, like come on man I, y'all, I, I've turned on YouTube these little youth, everybody is a drug dealer the acting is horrible y'all don't, y'all don't even try to put nothing to your credit like can we, listen call me, hit me on Twitter, I, I I can't, you know, everybody's like, why don't you write it? Because I ain't got time to write, I got a job. But, I, listen, I'll be in some shit. I can act. I'll audition whatever you want. I told y'all, I used to do, I was, you know, creative arts when I was little. I should have took that up, but I didn't. But, listen, I, I, I'll act in your shit. I even, you know, just, look, please, somebody put something together, man. Like, we need, like, I keep saying a black version of the L word because that's the only reference I have. But, like, I just, like... I mean, a Pose-type show about, I don't know what it would be about by lesbians, you know, maybe, because I, I, you know, we not, I don't even know what it'd be about, but y'all know what I mean, like, something, I don't know, drag, a show about drag kings, I don't know, something, but, like, man, we need something, like, everything is for the gays, and I'm not, you know, happy for them, but, like, we don't have nothing, like, it can't, you can't tell me it ain't no lesbian creators out here, Lena Waithe cannot be the only one, and even Lena Waithe, which I like her stuff, but her, you know, she doesn't just write gay stuff, you know, she actually, I don't, think she's, well, besides, uh, Master or None, I don't think she's written any gay stuff, which, fine, but, you know, we, can we get, like, a Noah's Ark for lesbians, though? Like, that's all, that's just one. I'll audition, come, come, you know, you write it, uh, you know, write, write Ricardo Tubbs, write me, write me in it, alright, please, like, I just want something for us, man, I'm, I, I'm just, like, I just be watching polls like, man, what if we could have this for lesbians? This is so great. Like, gay boys get to tell, and good on y'all, good on y'all. I'm not complaining, but I'm saying y'all get to tell y'all stories, and y'all get to just show y'all lives and get to have people, uh, you know, empathize and really start to learn about the community through through these shows, and we just ain't got nothing. And, uh, like, help a sister out. Like, man, I wish I had the time, I, I got ideas I just don't have the time to write, I, listen I gotta work and pay bills, I don't have time to be writing um, that shit is time consuming, but um yeah, I don't know, that's all I wanted to say but I love Pose, um but please don't be going down this drug, so I cannot take a drug storyline, um I just cannot, um alright y'all I've been, I've been rambling on a little bit long um, okay, so listen thanks for listening um, to thanks for asking tell your friends, rate me, I see y'all on, on iTunes and everything, I appreciate it you can find me on I, uh, iTunes Podbean, Stitcher Spotify and SoundCloud um, and you know, rate me 
comments, whatever you want. Shout me out on Twitter, which is the easiest way, which a lot of y'all do at KMGZ on Twitter. Um, the, the my, I have a webpage. Thanks for asking. I'm about to update though. I just want to, you know, somewhere for y'all to be able to go. Um, and what else? I feel like I'm forgetting. So I said the webpage. Oh, the email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com. Um, but again, you know, you can hit me directly on Twitter at KMGZ and, you know, listen, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. I appreciate y'all. Um, every week I see more and more listeners. I see y'all. I appreciate y'all. See y'all following me. I see y'all retweeting me. Um, thanks. Uh, God bless. Good night. See you next week.